This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Frantro on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. An upcoming double bill of contemporary dance performances um, called Woman on Man on Men. Um, It features the talents of two Malaysian dancers and choreographers who are coming together to examine the idea of the ego, but through their own distinct perspectives. So joining me today to tell us more are the choreographers themselves, Kenny Shim and Suhaili Michelin. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I like this title. Good, good, good. Thanks to Suhaili. <laughs> Where did it come from? Oh, it was just, um, we needed to put, before we named our own individual pieces, I wanted to make it something um, more general for both of us, how we c- came together. Mm-hmm. So it was actually Dato Farida of Failpack to um, invite me to do a show and... Um, for some strange reason, I thought of Kenny, and we just caught up over coffee. And from coffee, it manifested into, like, let's do something together. Mm-hmm. And so that became the whole thing. And I thought, okay, let's just call it me being, invite, uh, being invited to invite someone else. And mm. we both decided um, to work on men. So that's why mm. it's called Woman on Men. Uh, on men. On men, right. Yes. Okay. Because both of the pieces that you guys have done are actually about men. Yes. Yeah, the masculine body. Mm. Yes. Yeah. This is the first time that the both of you are choreographing together? Yes, in a in a in a Formal, build. Yes. Yeah. yeah Context, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Um it's very interesting because um I think one of the for me, the highlight of this entire production was really being able to sit in each other's rehearsals. Um, whilst we don't directly um, intervene or be part of the rehearsal per se, but having the ability to spectate or to learn from each other in their ways of approaching choreography, I thought that was really interesting, very beneficial for myself. Um, and and to be really honest, we are quite polar opposite in comes to <laughs> rehearsal processes. In what sense? Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but for me, I am uh, a lot more movement-based. I start with movement and I already go into the vocabulary of the material um, because I believe that um, the language should be the movement in itself and allow the dancers to slowly discover what it means to them. Where also highly, it's quite... It comes in a very strong concept, don't you? You come in with a very clear concept of what you want to explore and then the movement develops itself as it goes on. Yeah. So I I actually um, have very strong visual images in my head Mm. and I draw them out or I doodle it or um, sometimes I... What you see on social media, I'll just screenshot it and just see Mm. what I can play with or like social experiments that, oh, they'll be interesting to test it on... The, the dancers, you know, and of course to get to know them again because these are new dancers or dancers that have never uh, communicated before, worked before and to risk, risk their bodies um, in terms of experiment, in forms of experimentation. And so <laughs> watching Kenny's one was like very well um, structured in movement base was like, <laughs> 
Hmm, I should learn that too. So I, I learn a lot harmoniously yeah. with him, and I think that's a great balance for me to mm. improve myself in terms of the working process, mm. and of course to appreciate um, that yeah. that having a co choreographer who's not just also um, there um, as um, a partner in this double bill, but the person to see as my third eye mm. to to give his thoughts you know it's so important because yeah. otherwise we we would always be some possibly stagnant in mm. trying to move or push forward knowing Correct. that our time is very limited so yeah. that is quite beautiful yeah so yeah. you mentioned that the dancers are new as in are they all literally newbie dancers a bit of both yeah uh they are um most of well not most, I would say. They're all from different backgrounds. Exactly. But they come together because they love to move. Yeah. And that's quite pre- pretty amazing because they can't, some of them are technically based, uh, trained in contemporary, mm. ballet, and mm. so on and so forth. And then there are those who came from the physical theatre background. Yeah. Um, and initially we had um, other uh, dancers that came on board, but... You know, t- time and 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 mm. and uh, scheduling clashed, and so we mm. worked with with whatever that we have. And mm. to our greatest uh, achievement, mm. we we see that the vibe and why they are here together just connected, just yep. clicked. And although yeah. there were challenges, to mm. be honest, yeah. we yeah. we really could face it with, um, mm. I guess, integrity. Yeah. yeah. I was also thinking that um, because of the different process of working between the both of you, mm-hmm. that for this group of dancers, they're the same dancers for each piece, right? Correct. That's right. Um, meaning they really do have to shift um, from the way they work. Yes. And that's the funniest story um, because sometimes we have, say, a six hours long rehearsal and we will share it between Suhaili and myself. So say Suhaili starts the first three hours and I take the rest. And then what happens that, say, we talk, spoke to the dancers and say, oh, can you bring this material back in your ma- from your memory and you'll be like is that Suhaili's piece or is that my piece <laughs> <laughs> whose piece is it I'm confused um, it is it is challenging for them I think um, but I, I also think that one thing great about this group of dancers is that or I think artists in Malaysia in general there is a real passion to produce great material and that really is sort of the push for all of us in fact to 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 be better to improve even though there are very obvious obstacles um, that we have to face. Uh, funding, scheduling, you know, livelihood, all that is, is, it is a problem. But having said that, it's because the passion and the, um, the drive that we have as artists in Malaysia, it really helps us. In terms of the performance itself, um, I'm curious to hear about each of your works and what they're going to be. So Haile, maybe you want to start it off. Yours is actually called Pandatang Pampers. Yes. Um, it's a work that I think a lot of my students and peers that we, I've spoken or caught up with in the industry would kind of know that it's about time, so since you've been speaking about it for so long. <laughs> so I've always had this image that I wanted men in... Diapers? Pampers. Yeah, diapers. <laughs> Pampers. But, you know, um, I... And, you know, just coming back to my personal life, seeing my grandma now in her, in diapers as well, just kind of somehow reconnected to what I wanted to address. And Penatan Pampers, I mean, I like it to be, I mean, the title itself is really 
uh, quirky. Mm -hmm. And my previous works are always in that sort of um, humor with with a very important message to convey. Mm -hmm. And so I took a lot of um, current issues that we face daily, whether uh, especially in the politics. And um, I worked with how people have relationships with men. And it comes down to the emotions that they either receive and express very differently from the female, mm. uh, whether it's uh, bo body language and, of course, the the, lang uh, the language that they choose to, to express. And that is so interesting because then I learn a lot more based on the dancer's perspective. And that's why it's different mm. from... Kenny's process because I work a lot on tapping into their emotional yeah. um, journey as a man mm. and as a male dancer. Mm. Yeah. So it's so um, it's been um, uplifting for me to realize many things that I thought it was not uh, possible. Mm. And so this work it really features the extensiveness of how one man could portray uh, themselves as someone really strong. And we forget that, uh, I mean, there's a reason why we call every and address people ladies and gentlemen, men. You know, a gentleman, that's the one that I am actually sourcing and, and resourcing uh, the, the process to really understand that um, we forget, mm. that we just forget to embrace the vulnerability of how men could be extremely beautiful and that's what I'm actually mm. <laughs> um, I mean pendatang pampers diapers babies we are that's the reason why we call a partner baby because it's just natural that we have that very soft tenderness touch towards a person mm. Mm. is there a narrative that carries through the performance in a way of the journey as men yes mm. um, there is a there is the um well, I'm hoping that it could trigger the audience to think and, and have some sort of uh, resonance or realization that, wow, we forget, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, there are, there are movements of female empowerment and, and, and of course, there's not so good um, notions of men being egoistic, but we forget that side. So that is my important message to... Um, to just share, I mm. think. Yeah. And in telling this story, and, and obviously the body then becomes very important in, 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 mm. in sort of conveying a message like this, what kind of um, movement language are you using? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, because I, I, I'm giggling because, um, I mean, Kenny's been in the process all mm. the time and he's my entertainer uh, to see the value of whether he reacts to it mm. in, in the rehearsals mm -hmm. of uh, the movements that I choose. So I like to, um, I like to see their state, uh, the, the dancer's state of vulnerability in terms of moving either when they're in their diapers, for instance, you know, um, or even if they are feeling uh, being put in a spotlight when I um, give a, ta base, a task base um, um, questions mm. that will trigger themselves to react. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's physical theatre in that sense. So there are, there are I love um, 
the idea of uh, vocalization as well as movements because I think that really makes them feel a bit more raw in the space and to be um, spontaneous and uh, risk taking when they are negotiating their bodies with other men on stage. Mm. Mm. So there ha- there are a lot of mine is definitely going to be quirky, mm. sometimes dark, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't go too much to the point where it's confronting mm. for a person to mm. watch. But it will, to me, it resonates a lot on on a person's journey with mm. either a man in a relationship or friendship or even family, you know. Mm. So, yeah. um, And I, I do have other questions, actually, but I want to sort of get Kenny to jump yes. in as okay. well, because then sure. we can kind of talk about both of your performances together. Sure. Um, mm. Yours is called The Wet Room. The Wet Room, yes. yes. Yeah. That also is a very interesting <laughs> title. Um, what is it going to be about? Well, um, to be honest, when Sue invited me to be part of this um, collaboration and this performance, I don't actually have a very strong idea in mind. Um, She has proposed that she wanted to use a group of men, which I thought, okay, that's quite interesting. And the next question that I ask myself is, in what occasions or in what occasion slash environment do I or can I see a group of men gathered together? And in my mind, I was like, ah, the locker room. (laughs) <laughs> right? They're all there. <laughs> They're all there doing their own thing. Um, occasionally having some form of interaction, but primarily it's them in a shared space, but in solitude. So it's quite an oxymoron in that sense. And I find that really interesting. And as I dive deeper into it, um, I was quite convinced, okay, let's do something about the locker room, um, the happenings in the locker room. And then um, we started um, looking for dancers and we have managed to pull in a group that we really enjoy working with and the more I develop the piece with them the more I wouldn't say it shifted but it evolved into something a little bit more personal mm-hmm. um, basically it's now about the idea of taking a shower <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, also, also a very vulnerable space, isn't yes, it? Yeah. Exactly, yes. exactly. Um, taking a shower, I mean, I, I'm sure probably everyone could resonate with me. We tend to reflect when we are taking a shower or when we're taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Um, we reflect, we we think, we, we go through our day or the day ahead of us, you know, or sometimes for some of us who are in the creative industry, you'll recognize that, oh, Inspiration you just, get an idea. Yeah, you yeah. get an idea. Yeah. Um, so all this happens in quiet places with the element of water, right? Um, so that's why bedroom, number one. Number two, um, it becomes water became a very strong um, impulse or initiation to movement. Um, and it resonates very well with a majority of my dancers in this situation because there is a lyricism and there is that push and pullness of how they move and the more I see that the more it becomes evident that I have to tap into it um, um, so yeah uh, that, that come about wet room and really now it's about the reflection of oneself in a solitude space mm. um, and how that's depicted in a form of memory in a form of fantasy in a form of uh, expectation or even in a form of um, uh, uh, reflection. How can I 
see myself that way or how how what made me become who I am now mm. or is there a possibility for me to become someone else and all that comes from or rather the stripping of the ego yeah um, and I, I also feel when we are most quiet and when we're most solitude or we call it the man cave when we have our own man uh, cave man <laughs> time we become most um honest to ourselves we accept our defeats we accept our challenges we accept things that we have done wrong and instead of putting a front we try to resolve them mm. we hope to try to resolve them and the piece really is about that now um uh yeah uh, um but i i wanted to also pull it into a, a slightly more abstract and conceptual direction. So instead of having it extremely realistic, um, the outlook or the facade or the aesthetic of the piece is put into, say, 2100s. So they are in a future mm. realm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Where water might not be a source anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so um, with, with uh, the music is extremely driven, um, there is a sense of electronic, uh, a heavy sense of electronic sound to it. Yeah. Mm. So it um, is it also because it's it's set in a locker room. Is it also a sort of very highly interactive in the sense that it's also about the communication between your dancers and the interactions that happen between them. Exactly. Um, it really is about that. And one of the one of the primary um, elements besides water is about texture mm. the texture of the body because since you're in the locker room you can't stop but seeing human bodies or mm. the male masculine body walking around moving about and it's really about that and how you're being confronted with that as well um uh yeah so there's a lot of texturing that's that's being felt there is it's almost the air is thicker mm. because there's so many people in that space. Right. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned ego just now. Yeah. And um, in your press materials as well, mm. you, you describe the, the show itself as sort of exploring the idea of the individual ego. Mm. Um, how did that unifying theme sort of come about for the both of you? Actually, it wasn't really prescribed until much mm. later. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, it's very much like how we have sat in our rehearsals. And one day we were just talking. And I think that kind of that word came into place and it's, yeah. and the more we reflect on it, the more it becomes evident that we are both delving with the idea of ego, the mm. male body ego, yeah. and how we are stripping it to its essence and what comes from that. Yeah. Oh, what actually created that even? Yeah, mm. that's yeah. right. So this common theme of male bodies, male vulnerability, mm. what, can dance bring to this conversation when you use dance to explore that subject? So many things. So much, It yeah. triggers moments where the, um, personally it triggers um, even uh, uh, it sets back uh, some of the some of the dancers to reflect mm. and because we always talk about it after we've explored it and they start being vulnerable themselves to speak because they're so used to express it through their bodies. But mm. because my, my creative process is to let's talk, mm. it's something that is unusual for them, mainly mm. because they're just trying to get the work done and then just perform. Yeah. So we take. So I like to take the mm. liberty and responsibility to make sure that 
they are not just having to execute what we want, but for them to actually grow in this process. So like when you say about the ego and the vulnerability, they get confused sometimes like, oh, hang on. So am I performing now using my ego as a performer? Mm-hmm. Or am I just trying to transform myself into that point where you are? Ex- uh, I am to portray that soft and tenderness? Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah. Just taking the risk of like, I don't know what people are going to react to. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Absolutely agree with what Sue has said. Um, as for me, I think it's it really comes from the movement of being sensitive to another. And that's something that's very rare to see. You would not see two men being sensitively touching each other in the streets of Malaysia. Mm. That's not common, almost unseen or unheard of. Um, but being portrayed on stage, it becomes almost like an avenue for someone to express themselves as an audience and mm. see themselves in that space that, oh, possibly I could be like that. Possibly that's what I'm going through. Possibly that's something that has happened to me before or something that I won. So all of that is something that it's very um, hard to talk about. But while movement is, that's what movement is able to do. I think it, it delivers desire. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, thank you so much, guys. It sounds like it's um, it's going to be a really interesting show. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I've been speaking with dancers and choreographers Kenny Shim and Suhaili Michelin, who are presenting a double bill of contemporary dance performances uh, as choreographers, not as dancers, called Woman on Man on Men. It's on from the 16th to the 19th of January at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. Tickets are priced at 75 ringgit and available at proticket.com. If you've missed any part of this interview or any previous front row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.